I've always thought about it of like our job not to like force moments in mm. my opinion, but mm. I will definitely set moments up. Meaning like if things just, maybe there's like, if I, you know, I put the dress in a certain place and, and maybe my bride doesn't go look at the dress. I mean, I'll be like, Hey, is there something on the dress? You know, uh-huh. so I'm, I'm not going to go tell her to go look at it, but I'm going to ask, I'm going to try to initiate her actions. And if yeah. it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But if it does, I'm like, all right, well, that was, that was still a natural moment per se, at least in my opinion. Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community, and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. Grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My guest today is Joseph West. He is a wedding and editorial photographer based in Houston, Texas. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting him in person a couple years ago um, at a conference in Orlando, Florida, and uh, actually took his uh, styled shoot that he was teaching there and learned so many great things, um, which we talk about in this podcast episode, um, including how to use motion uh, to evoke emotion in your photos. Did not plan on that motion emotion, but you know, words, they, they work together. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, today we talked about how you can constantly be uh, growing in your knowledge of photography in relationships and, uh, in business from every single photo shoot. We also talk about how you can push through to success when, uh, no one else is really supporting you. Um, and then also how to get to that motion in your photographs, like I mentioned earlier. So let's get in to this great conversation with my friend, Joseph West. Joseph, welcome to the podcast. I'm very excited to, uh, to have you here and to get to talk to you. Uh, we met almost two years ago. And, uh, I, I feel like I know that I had followed you. Oh, actually fun story about this. Um, I found an old hard drive from like 2012, 2013, when I was starting to get into photography and I had saved some like inspiration photos from the internet. No idea who the photographers were. And I found it, uh, just like going through, we recently moved and I was going through stuff in my office and just seeing what was on different hard drives. And I opened up this hard drive and it was like all my old inspiration photos. And I was looking through and I was like, Oh, I wonder if I know any of these photographers now. And then I saw one or like a couple of them were Joseph West. And I was like, what? That is so cool. Um, That was crazy. Cause I had no idea who, like, I didn't know photographers in 2013. Um, But yeah, I saw that and I was like, I know him now. I have met this one. Uh, <laughs> so crazy. yeah, I was like, I need to tell Joseph that. Um, but yeah, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. that's what I think we were just talking about. Yeah, the last time we saw each other, it was a month before the world ended. So yeah, which is which is crazy. And yeah. like, yeah. we we don't live too far from each other either. Um, and I'm like, yeah, we need to. Uh, 
I, I don't, I don't really hang out with a lot of photographers locally. I tend to meet yeah. up with photographers whenever I'm traveling places. Yeah. Um, but yeah, right there before the world ended. Um, but it yeah, was a, it was so, a good, that was a good conference. So no, let me know when was, you're in town. Yeah. 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 yeah grab a beer, grab a coffee. We'll do it. That sounds great. I love beer and yeah. coffee. Um, <laughs> but same yeah, time. yes. At the same time, one in each hand. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so, so for anyone who doesn't know Joseph West, Joseph West photography, um, give us a little, little background into you, where you're based. I mean, we kind of hinted that you're local in the Houston yeah. area. Um, but what do you, what do you love for, uh, photography? What do you love taking photos of? So based in Houston, um, I've been shooting weddings 2010, first wedding. So last year was my, my 10th year, which was an interesting 10th year. Uh, right. <laughs> say the least. Uh, I learned a lot. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I generally, I, I love shooting people. That's kind of what I tell people, you know, that I think I went through the gamut, like a lot of people of trying architecture and products mm-hmm. or this or that. And it just wasn't something that connected with me. Um, so now at this point, anything editorial, anything weddings to do with people, I love, I just, you know, it's something, I uh, I love to do. It comes easy. Um, and just kind of that conversational thing is, is really kind of inspirational for me. So, yeah. 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 I I'm, I'm right there with you. Like anything with people, I just love interacting with them and trying to mm-hmm. get like their, them to, you know, cause we all kind of like go into our shells, even as, even as photographers, yeah. when we yeah. get in front of the camera, it's just like, I don't know what to do. I'm sorry. Uh, I was, I was recently, someone was taking my photo and I was like mentally having to tell myself like the things that I tell couples how oh, to stand wow. and what to do. Yeah. I was like, Oh yeah. I, okay. I could do this. I can, I can yeah. stand and like act normal instead of, uh, just freezing up. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, I love yeah. that. What I what, do the same thing. I think when yeah. people try to take photos of me, um, there's like a, there's almost like a, uh, a timer in my head of like, I can do this for like 10 seconds and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm get, done. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm done. We're good. You, you get like three frames and then we're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't get it, I apologize. I'm one of those. Uh, so uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. What kind of draws you to people and photographing people? Oh, that's a, I mean, I, I think it's the, uh, you know, I kind of grew up with a really just a lot of family around, I think just always having that. I, so I grew up in East Texas, actually on a farm around, you know, a lot of just farm animals, dairy farm and being out in the nature. So there's that inspiration of obviously landscape, but everything I did out there involved other people working together, various mm. things like that. Um, I don't know. I think it's just the energy I get. I definitely, that conversation of who people are. Um, I think before photography, I was, you know, and I have friends that'll kind of relate this to me and think about, but I was kind of an introverted, introverted person when it came to conversational being able to, I couldn't really talk to like hold a conversation very long. Right. And I think photography teaches you really, really quickly when it comes to wedding photography, definitely like these meetings that we go on and having to continue these conversations with people that maybe have completely different lives than you. Um, they probably do. Um, oh, yeah. and trying to find these relatable points and these little pieces of just learning how to continue to conversate and that relation where they can feel comfortable with you. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's a little bit of that, almost like a, it's almost like a project, you know, for me a little, I'm very competitive. So I, I think this past weekend I was, 
uh, shooting a wedding and I had met the groom and it's that, you know, like I, I had a feeling maybe he didn't want to take photos. Uh-huh. You know, one of those situations. And I'm yep. like, oh, I'm going to have to pull as much out of him as I can. So how oh, yeah. do we do this? Oh, yeah. Um, so I kind of find it challenging at times, I guess. Yeah. Those weddings where you only meet one of the couple, mm-hmm. those are always like I go in assuming that they're not going to want to take photos because this this mm-hmm. past weekend uh, I had the same deal where I had met the bride. We had had so many different like zoom consultations and stuff throughout the last year. He couldn't make any of them. And Mm -hmm. then I got there and I was like, he's going to hate getting his photo taken. It's going to be like pulling teeth. And then he was just like, Hey John, I've heard so much good things about you. And like, he was totally down for everything. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. I don't need to project this onto him. Like, like it, it was, it was good, but yeah, they're for sure. Most of the time, whenever I have not met one of them, they're much more reserved and just like, who's this guy? Yeah, like, totally. Like, especially if they're like, kind of like our age where we didn't grow up with like smartphones and, and all that yeah. around yeah. all the time. So for me, when I got my picture taken as a kid, we were going to like Sears yeah, and it was in the studio and it was some photographer posing us in awkward positions and yeah. Uh, and then like whenever my wife and I got our engagement photos taken, I'd been a little bit more around photography at that point, but still I was like, yeah, the really the last person that took my photo professionally was at a Sears or Walmart or something. Um, so it was very, I was a little bit hesitant of, uh, being open and down for whatever, um, but, I think that's yeah. a good, I mean, at least I find with our generation, I feel like it's still like innately invasive mm-hmm. um, to, for someone to walk up and take your photograph. And I don't find that with this 18 to 26 demographic that, you know, I'll photograph at all. That's very much, oh, oh yeah. I'm used to you having a phone around me or taking my photograph. And if I want to pose, I can, but I'll acknowledge you with my eyes and keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like, they're, let's say a 32 to 45, it's like, what are you doing? What's your, what's your, what's your focus here? Like there's, right. there's a, what's your angle? You know, there's, uh-huh. there's a little bit of that going on, which I, I kind of find, I mean, at this point we've been doing it so long, we know, right. Right. Um, oh, yeah. So, but it's, I find myself doing that when I have other people take my photograph. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like even, even guests or family members at weddings where you're trying to get like this candid moment yeah. and then yeah. they see you and they're just like straighten up or they move out of the way. Like there was this guy at this, the wedding this last week and I wanted to get a photo of him cause he was just so expressive. Yeah. And then anytime that he saw me out of the corner of his eye, he would just move out of the way, assuming that he was in my way. And I like <laughs> literally went up to him during the reception. I was like, Hey, I see that you keep like dodging the camera. I'm like, you're, you're part of this wedding. Like I want you to be oh, part yeah. of the photo. He's like, Oh, sorry. Yeah. I just thought I was in the way. I was like, no, you're not in the way. You're you're totally that's a, good. That's a great. I mean, I'm sure you have. I think every wedding photographer has these like little kind of one-liners that we have just to kind of set people comfortable. But it's one thing I mm-hmm. say because it's it's inevitable. You know, arrive to getting ready, and as soon as I start trying to take a photo of the bride, it's somebody's moving out of the way, and right. You know, I always pretty much announce like, "No one's in my way today." 
Like oh, yeah. I want to use your, I may want to use your shoulder or I may mm-hmm. want to use your hair. And you know, obviously that, that gets a laugh <laughs> or something, yeah. but it's true. It's like very comfortably be like, you're not in my way. I would rather you walk in front of me than stop there. Cause then you're kind of, everyone's going to see you stop. So right. then you're kill, you're killing the moment at that point. Yeah. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. And some of the, like the best framed shots are like through people's shoulders or like yeah. through the arms of everyone trying to lace up the back of her dress. And it's just like, yeah, that's what I'm wanting. Like I'm, I'm yeah. composing this with you. Uh, so, so don't, don't, don't try to run away. No, um, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's awesome. So, okay. So you've been, shooting weddings since 2010. Did you do anything mm-hmm. before that? Uh, yeah. So what? yeah, I did computer science in college. And so I was kind of, I grew up really just a, a computer nerd. I mean, mm-hmm. frankly, I, uh, I wasn't much of a partier. I grew up in a small town. And so I, you know, like I really just, I don't know if you remember playing, doing land games. I don't know if you were that geeky. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. okay. Well, that, that, that was who I was in high school. Okay. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of my life. And then got to college with the computer science and I, you know, very quickly I worked for a company, I worked for JP Morgan and Dell and a couple other companies here locally. And then went on to a small company that kind of grew up, you know, I, I spent 10 years with them. I basically spent a decade with them. Okay. Um, and so by the time I left, I was, uh, you know, basically managing a team of developers. Um, and you know, I built my business on the side for about five years. Um, and kind of went through this political kind of trying to get a promotion kind of vibe in the corporate world. And it uh-huh. was something that really just didn't speak to me. Um, it wasn't, it didn't feel honest and didn't really feel that authentic. I know that's a cliche word, but that's how it felt. Right. Um, yeah. You know, and so I, you know, I could play the game and I knew how to play the game, but there was a point where I just didn't enjoy the game anymore. Right. Um, and so I was like, let me go see if I can do this myself. And, you know, it's been about six years. So nice. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. I, so we're like similar, uh, timelines also, cause this, this week, I don't remember the exact date, but this week of like mid October was my last day at my nine to five job Wow. before quitting that and going full-time in photography. Um, and I had kind of done like on the side for about three years before mm-hmm. doing that. And just, you know, mm-hmm. shot my first wedding in 2010, but I wasn't like, I wasn't aiming to be a photographer. I just yeah, happened to yeah. work like as a maintenance dude at a wedding venue and I had a camera and they were like, would you do this for 200 bucks? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, that's, that's really cool. I, so I'm also super computer geeky type person like my my degrees in uh web technology and development and all that um which was very outdated like the minute that i got my diploma and walked out the door i was like yeah oh so now we're on to javascript okay um so yeah everything everything has changed and like i'm so thankful for like squarespace and show it and and those those web developers now that i'm like oh this is this makes it so much easier another Um, world now but it's in, yeah, like I was coding on MS DOS and uh, oh yeah, no, no I mean one, I was doing no Perl. Yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing these, these kids are doing nowadays is pretty wild. I mean, I mean I dove yeah. back into it last year a little bit, but it's still mm-hmm. you know it's archaic comparative what oh, I yeah. know. So oh yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. But I, some, I will say there's, there's a talent, like having that knowledge that you and I have of being able to walk in, at least in 2010. Right. Let's just mm-hmm. say then not now because these kids blow us out the water. Right. Right. Yeah. Lit- literal kids, like 12 years. Literal, yeah. Literal, <laughs> yeah. But in 2010, no one knew like, you know, SEO, no one knew all these things. And so oh. I was able to quickly use these talents to kind of put myself above a lot of people in the market. Um, mm-hmm. And just like, you know, being able to use Photoshop proficiently, you know, yeah. it just wasn't a thing, but as a graphic designer is like, you know, working for a company all in, you know, all in one, you know, I was designing stuff for our company. So I, I instantly had the curation idea of, or at least how to get to, you know, the correct colors. Like there was a little bit of me that yeah, I just always was drawn to that artistic piece. And I had the proficiency in these apps that worked out. So, yeah. 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 That's definitely really helpful. Cause I remember talking to other photographers in like 2010, 2012 or so. And they were like, I don't even want to touch Photoshop. I don't know how to yeah. do that. I remember uh, that. Yeah. Nobody like, how, to touch it. How can you remove like a stop sign that's in the background? Just really distracting. I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah. It's super easy. You just draw, the, easy. you know, marquee tool yeah. or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it, I think that, that, and, um, and then also a little bit of the like HTML coding and stuff mm-hmm. helped me out. Like you were saying with SEO and all that. Cause mm-hmm. I had like my, my meta description or metadata mm-hmm. and everything on my website that I built. And I was super proud of, yeah. um, which looked horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad, um, but it worked, but it worked. And like yeah. the SEO worked and like alt tags on my photos to get seen mm-hmm. by Google and, um, and that kind of that stuff. Really, yeah. Oh yeah. That was, that was before, before you had plugins and story Taylor and all these things. Like we were having to do that manually. You know? yeah. I remember running, like creating like a, like a, like basically like a DOS application that would rename them my files for oh. me. Yeah. Know, like a batch thing. And it was super easy to do. Right. But uh-huh. there was no app to do that back then. Like yeah. there was nothing. So yeah. there was, there's no photo mechanic. There was, no, no. there was nothing like that. Uh, no. But yeah, and I, I'm really glad uh, where we are today. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but but I'm but I'm also glad that like we went through all of that and just kind of like mm-hmm. have that knowledge too, um, mm-hmm. which makes it a little bit easier learning things like like I use Show It for my website, mm-hmm. and and like I can go in there and like change some things in the HTML if I want to, if I want to yeah. like extra yeah. customize it. Um, yeah. And it's not just like a drag and drop only type deal. Right. Um, yeah. That's the yeah. same thing. I mean, I, I do a little bit in jet code every now and then, but we actually was interviewing um, a girl for a new position and she, she knows code. And I was like, great. Cause I don't want to do this anymore. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's, it's far past me now. So nice. it's, it's a, it's an incredible talent to have. Nice. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So you grew up in East Texas what brought you to loving West Texas? Cause I know oh, you have a, a huge love. I mean, just, just from like the first five minutes of meeting you and like following yeah. you on social media, I was like, okay, yeah. so he loves West Texas. That's, that's cool. Yeah. 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 Um, I went out there, oh, it's been probably like 12, 14 years. Um, and went to Chinati and Donald Judd and stuff. And it, you know, I think a lot of it is just the beauty of it all. Uh, you know, I was taking mm. photographs in 08. So I started 08 LaSalle School of Art here in Houston. 
and I started doing black and white. Uh, I, I took these black and white classes of, you know, film development. And, yeah. um, that, that was the first time I'd really ever, I'd picked a point and shoot camera throughout life, but that was the first time, uh, I think I'd, uh, I'd done, I was playing like after I was playing after work sports and I broke my ankle two years in a row or literally like six months apart. And oh, man. I could, I know my buddy was like, why don't you go do something else? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so he gave me, I don't know if your body is ready for yeah, sports. <laughs> it's like, it was like softball and, and then soccer It's like, boom, boom. Uh-huh. Um, so he gave me this black and white, this Yashica, which I still have. Um, and then I, I was just like, Oh, let me join this class. And I was with all these kids at St. Thomas's art school here in Houston. And so it's 18, really it's 18 to 22, but you can also do after like, after college so you can have older hmm. people in there which is super yeah. interesting that's cool. but i was the only older kid in there when I, and i was probably 27 or 26 at the time yeah um but it was all these kids who were like i'm taking photographs of you know dogs and babies and pretty people and um these kids are i had this one girl who told this basically uh told the story of her grandfather passing away to cancer over a period of two semesters, oh, man. you know, and it was just so intense and the yeah. storytelling behind it was just kind of, I mean, honestly, it was just remarkable. Um, and as a competitive person, I was like, well, yeah, I would, I need to be able to do this. You know, I can't just keep <laughs> taking these pretty photographs, but one of the, one of the guys in the group went to West Texas. Um, and so we were judging his photographs and there were a bunch of, you know, just absolutely gorgeous landscapes. And I'd heard of Marfa and, you know, Big Ben. Right. But I'd never been. And so I saw his photographs and just kind of like, oh, let me go check this out. And so I went a few times. I mean, I've been, you know, so many times now, but mm-hmm. um, went out there. And I think growing up how I did in East Texas on, you know, on a farm, you know, the openness, how quiet it was really spoke to me. Yeah. Um, the creative part of the town of Marfa definitely spoke to me as, as in it's, it's kind of like a, it's a mix of both worlds. You know, if you want to, if you want to like live one lifestyle, you absolutely can. If you want to live in a different lifestyle, you can, or you want to live both. So Mm -hmm. I think it's like this, uh, this kind of road that these two worlds meet and they're both out there for the beauty, which I think is really wonderful. Yeah. Um, and so they all just kind of live together and, you know, it's a super interesting town and place. And yeah, so I went out there, my wife and I got engaged out there. Um, nice. so I proposed at big band and then we got married out there and then in 16, we bought a house out there. So nice. we kind of, yeah, put a little Airbnb out there and it was kind of a dream of mine from the time I went out there. I was like, I'd love to own a home out here. Yeah. And so yeah, made oh, yeah. it a goal. And yeah, so we've been, <laughs> Now it gets us back out there quite a bit, which is good. So. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. My yeah. so my wife and I have been wanting to go to Big Ben for years. Um, and I think the first year that we really talked about it was the year that we had our son. And then mm-hmm. we were like, okay, well, we're not gonna take like a six-month-old out there for our first time. Like I've done we wanted it. to do, Don't yeah. do it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not uh, not recommended. Um, yeah. but yeah, we and we just keep having kids. So, um, we, <laughs> how many do you have? We have three. It's not like, okay. yeah, it's just like once one gets to about like two or three, we just, we have another one. Um, do you just keep going forever. Like I mean, what's, what's our cap here? Uh, cap is three. 
So okay, I think so we're done. we're good. Yeah, once you, you and, capped uh, it. We've capped okay, it. Capped. We're good. We'll we'll probably <laughs> we're we're aiming to adopt here in the next oh, few cool. years or so. That's so, amazing. but Bio Kids, uh, we're Bio Kids, I like yeah. that. Yeah. So like our that. our youngest just turned one uh, a okay. week ago. Uh, awesome. So. So we've been my, we've been my youngest and my only turns one in two weeks. Oh, nice. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 That's so, awesome. Right on yeah. the same schedule. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we've been wanting to go out there and we have finally set it up. We're just like, okay, we're going to put it on the calendar. We're going to go out mm-hmm. there in like April of 2022 yeah. and yeah. just like, this is a weekend that we're going. Um, which maybe I should ask you, is April a good time to go out there? April is a great time to go. It's a okay. wonderful time to go. Okay. October, cool. November, you... April, May, make it happen. Okay, so, cool. I was, yeah. I was like, we don't want to go in the summer. I know it's more like kind of flat desert out there. So it does get yeah. cooler in the evenings, but yeah. Uh, Cause I've been out to like Monahan's uh, for yeah. like the, the sand Hills uh, yeah, 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 photos yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and then I had, <laughs> Funny thing, I had planned a a road trip uh, workshop and had photographers signed up and everything. We were going to start in Houston and then drive all the way out to Marfa and then stay out there for a few days and like hit a couple places on the way there and back. And that was supposed to be May of 2020. Yeah. Uh, and then I just, you know. Things. They would have shown you away. They shut the yes. town down real quick. Oh yeah. They would have said, oh, yeah. "Get out." Yeah. What they would have done. Yeah. So. And I would not have wanted to be in a van full of like twelve photographers no. No. Uh, during that time. Not really sure if I want to right now, but um, yeah. <laughs> that's true. But yeah, that's a good <laughs> idea though. That's a, actually a really clever. Um, I mean, I did that. Hmm. So the second time I went to oh, Marfa. Cool my 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 best friend we got two 12 passenger vans so we had about 26 27 people go Dang, out to marfa yeah. and i think at the time sam and i were maybe there only been about two or three people out of those 27 people that went mm-hmm. and we rented out all of a cosmico kind of had you know dinners planned and this planned and you know and it's a way to do it like if you're gonna go out there for the first time it's like yeah. do your best to try to take the town over um nice and try to explore it's it's a really really fun way because you just find that just weird things happen out there i was just out oh, there yeah. in chinati um for chinati weekend and you know it was like suddenly i'm at this place and i'm at this place and uh-huh. it's just a it's a weird little weave of um you know social life but also like i can watch the stars and um, oh yeah it's a wonderful place so yeah yeah the sky the sky out there is just like one of the darkest skies in Texas and which I love astrophotography and just like sitting there and watching stars. And I've, I've tried to like set up date nights. Like, uh, you know, before we had kids took my wife on date nights where we just like got a pizza and just like watch the stars on, you know, whenever they're supposed to be. That's how we have three kids. Yeah. <laughs> she just loves the stars. <laughs> she just loves the stars. Uh, but yeah, we've been trying to, um, she's never seen a shooting star. Uh, oh, wow. So I keep like anytime that there's a big uh, like meteor shower or something, I'm like, let's just go out somewhere, you know, drive an hour out of town and just try and try and see some shooting stars. Uh, Do you know a guy named Ben Sasani? Ooh, Sasani sounds familiar. 
you should follow him. Okay. He goes out to Big Ben quite a bit. He's now moved on to do a lot more of editorial barbecue as barbecue professional, uh, uh, confessionals. Okay. Um, so he's friends with a lot of the barbecue industry throughout Texas and California. Sounds um, like good people to be friends with. He is he's yeah. a good guy to be friends with. He's a wedding photographer, wonderful, wonderful human and uh, incredible photographer. Um, but he loves Big Ben. And so check out his work because he's got a lot of beautiful stuff. It, it, you'll see it and you'll be like, why haven't I been there yet? I think he yeah. captures it in a really yeah. beautiful way. That if you love astrophotography, then you're going to be like, what am I doing? Right. Why haven't I went? And so oh, yeah. you definitely put it on your list, make it happen. You're going to be amazed. It's in Texas. Um, mm. So it, we're it, very blessed it, to, to it have looks that available. Something completely different than than over here near Houston. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah. We've, we've got it planned. We are hoping that it works out, uh, that we can go out there. And now that I know that you have an Airbnb out there, we may just stay in your Airbnb. That would be cool. Uh, yeah. I'll have to get the, the link from you, uh, yeah. to check that out. Hey, John, you got a sec? Yeah, friend with the same exact voice as mine. What's up? Do you enjoy going to the post office? You know, I really don't. There's long lines and maybe there's that little like kiosk thing that works sometimes, but the postage doesn't always print and then you have to wait in the long line anyway. So yeah, no. Why do you ask? Well, I think that ShipStation would be perfect for you. ShipStation is a web-based shipping and order management software that makes shipping products so much easier. You can set up automations for your e-commerce site to print postage directly from home automatically. Seriously, it has been a game changer for me and my business. You can easily print and purchase postage directly from your computer right at home or wherever your computer is, and you can get those packages out to your valued clients quicker and with less hassle than traditional shipping methods. That's cool. All right, you got me. How do I sign up? You can sign up for a free 60-day trial at lightdarkco.com slash shipstation. That's lightdarkco.com slash ship station and i'll see you anywhere but the post office cool thanks friend and by the way love your voice thanks okay so shifting a little bit into business um i always like to ask this question because i just love uh hearing the answers but like throughout your career has there been um, like a piece of advice or a mindset change that has really changed the way that you view business or people or just life in general? Mm. Um, I think the, maybe this is, I don't know, hopefully it's not too depressing, but like <laughs> that, that no one else is going to help you. And, and oh, yeah. I mean, that in a, yeah, I mean that in a way of like, you know, I've had these ideas or these businesses and unless I'm out there working, it's not going to happen. Um, if, mm-hmm. it, and just expecting, um, others to join on or to, you know, you'll have friends and family who believe in you. Right. And over time you can maybe build this social capital where people will see that you can create good things. And, and then they'll see, they'll, they'll assume this idea is going to be good because you're behind it. Right. But it takes a lot of time and work for people to, to build those assumptions about you. Oh yeah. Right. And yeah. so I, I think that was the biggest thing that 
I grew up in a very, very small town, uh, town of a thousand people didn't grow, you know, didn't grow up in the best situation, you know, when it comes to money or anything like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think, uh, moving to a large city as as young as I did, I was always, always felt like I was having to fight other people's opinions of, you know, maybe my intellect of where I grew up or how I grew up. It wasn't a connected person, um, right. things like that, where I went to school or, so it was always kind of fighting against that. Right. And I think as soon as you get lazy about that, people, then they're right. You know, and I think right. that, was, that was always my competitive piece of like, not, not always prove people wrong, but if I have an idea, I'm going to put my head down and I'm going to see it through. Um, mm. and if it doesn't work, turn, you know, the quicker you can figure out that idea doesn't work, the better. <laughs> right. As I get yeah. older. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm not going to work on this for years and just no. try, try and make it work. Um, yeah, I, I don't know about you, but I think as I, I've gotten older, mostly having my son, I definitely have like almost not a, not a, almost a clock of going, how much longer do I have left of this type of energy? Right. Yeah. Like how many more years of these like sprints that I'll, I, I think mentally I'll do these or physically I'll do these sprints in life of, I can go really hard for a quarter, two quarters, three quarters. And then I just, I just don't have it for maybe a quarter or so at this age. Right. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, and then I'm like, do I have 10 years left? Okay. What do I need to accomplish in the next 10 years when I know that that energy level is going to go down right? You know, pr- pretty increasingly? So yeah. Just um, looking back at the energy level that I had at like 23, 24. Oh yeah. And then now at 33, 34, I'm like, what am I going to be at 43? I know you got to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and is that, I mean, I think that part of that is, you know, we have young kids, so we have not really slept through the night in (laughs) almost seven years now. So yeah. yeah. And, and hopefully we're getting close with, with this youngest one, with the one one, and like maybe, maybe here in the next few months, we will be sleeping through the night for the most part. But, um, I know that that takes out a lot of energy, but yeah, I've been thinking about the same thing. Like how many more years am I going to shoot 12 hour wedding days? Yeah. And, and like right now, like, you know, wedding hangovers are real and, you know, I get, I get the, the jelly legs and everything, you know, the, the Sunday after I'm just like, Ooh, okay. Like I I can't do the, the back-to-back weddings anymore. Cause I used to do like, double header, triple header weekends. And I was just like, yeah, business is yeah. good. And I'm just going to take yeah. all the photos. And now I'm like, I'm doing one wedding a weekend. It's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's all I want to do. Um, but yeah, no, I like that. I like that outlook and yeah, it's, it could be depressing. Um, yeah. but a little cynical. <laughs> it, but, it is. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. also at the same time, like you can't expect people to, uh, to like help you out and to, to be there for you, there will be people there for you. Yeah. hundred uh, you know, percent. Uh, yeah. At least, you know, from time to time, but, but not, uh, you know, not everyone is going, like, I still have people that are like, Oh yeah. How's that? How's that little uh, photography thing going? Are you, are you mm-hmm. still, are you still doing that? You know, what, mm-hmm. what do you do? What's your, what's your main job now? I'm like, I oh, know that's, it's my main job. Like I've, I've, mm-hmm. I have people working for me now and yeah. they're just like, Oh wow. Okay. And like, 
yeah, that kind of mindset, I think, cause I also grew up in a small town, like yeah. 5,000 people, very rural Texas yeah. country yeah, boys and uh, Rockdale. Okay. Uh, about an hour outside of Austin. And okay, cool. So we moved around a ton, like 12 yeah. times before high school. And then yeah. kind of like high school age was all there in Rockdale. Um, but I was homeschooled. So like, there's also that whole thing. And yeah, people yeah. are like, oh yeah, you're homeschooled. And there's that stigma. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's interesting talking to people like, uh, you know, starting new business ventures and stuff like that, that they're like, oh, okay, well, you you try it out. I mean, that would be great if that works for you. Yeah, um, but yeah. yeah, you have to just, you have to do it yourself. And, and you gotta, uh, you, yeah, you got to believe in yourself. And mm. I, I think, I think if you do something long enough, I, I definitely kind of a, am a chapter person in the sense of I've seen myself go through different chapters in life of, yeah, you know, working this one job for three years and another job for a decade and never thinking, I think mentally, you know, if there's other people listening that are much younger than us, which there are probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember being 25 and going, I'm I guess I'm going to work here forever. You know, like I did think about finances pretty early when it comes to like 401k and stuff. And I'm like, well, I have enough to retire. Like how much mm-hmm. would my salary be by the time I'm 50? Cause yep. there were guys at this, this job that were in their fifties. I had several really, really great friends who were still doing this. Um, and I really thought that's where I'd be. And, and, and there was a, I'd almost, uh, there was a point where I'd almost succumb to it, which is kind of odd to say. Mm-hmm. And then, cause I'd always tried little things, but I never connected with anything. Um, but then I found photography and suddenly this understanding or this like uh, wild idea that I could have my own business yeah. and I could run my own life and I could learn things that even these mentors at this you know, these executives couldn't even teach me because they didn't know is a pretty mm. wild experience to go from, you know, 25 to 38 that like in the span of 13 years, I can run circles around them in a lot of ways, which I oh, never yeah. thought I'd be able to. Right. right. Um, <laughs> but it goes to show you that not to be so short sighted of like, no, I can move this. And if I can, you know, believe in, you know, believe in yourself really and have the courage to, take those risks because as we know mm. going full-time is a big risk um, oh yeah that yeah, that leap so, off of yeah that because the the security of i get a paycheck every two weeks and it's going to be roughly the same unless i'm working overtime and like yeah. i have a budget that's consistent oh, yeah. and then you go full-time and you're like okay i don't have anything booked in april i don't know yeah. uh what i'm gonna do uh for for rent in april and yeah, last year I would have liked to have that paycheck. I'll say that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. yeah that was, that was the year I was like, shit. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, okay. They're, yeah. Yeah. Every, everyone over there, I mean, maybe not the business owners, but everyone working for them, they were yeah. just like, yeah, I'm good. Like I'm still getting yeah. money and yeah. I don't have to work anymore. And I'm I over know, here I, just like scrambling. <laughs> I had a lot of my friends do, you know, work from home and didn't get laid off or anything. And the majority yeah. of my friends, and I remember having conversations with them and they were just so calm. Yeah. And I know internally I was not, you know, oh, it was no. just one of those, as you know, it's a day to day of yeah. uh, phone calls and being a lawyer and, you know, mm-hmm. not only that being an accountant and, 
you know, how do I deal with the SBA? How do I deal with this? You know, it's, it's, it was a wild learning experience. Uh, oh, yeah. And mostly you were two kids. I had a pregnant wife. And uh-huh. so, you know, I had, a, I had a baby coming and I'm like, what, what, what's going on? Uh-huh. Um, but I, it definitely was like threw you in the thick of it. And was like, how are we going to come out of this? And you know, what's going to happen? And it's another thing. No one's going to help us last year. Right. Like think right. about it. Yeah. It's a great example. Like there was nobody. It was just figure yeah. it out. Yep. So you got got a little bit of uh, PPA or uh, PPP loans, and then a little bit, little yeah. a, a little tiny bit to I, to get you. Honestly, by. that yeah, for us that went straight <laughs> to our, our we kept our employee on, and so mm-hmm. you know that didn't really go into our pocket very much. You know, right. it was just available to kind of keep things running. Yeah. So, um, but I think it's you know it was a good it was a good life lesson of being prepared and. Yeah. Um, you know, the people who kind of had their finances in order were probably a lot more, uh, maybe who were more diligent before probably mm-hmm. were better off, you know? So. Yeah. I was, I was very grateful that I had been, uh, taught a few years back to like, as soon as they get something to put that, put that portion into savings for the taxes yeah. at the end of the year. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, being March, I didn't have a ton in there, but yeah. I still had like two months worth. Uh, yeah, enough, yeah, a- yeah, enough that we could be like, okay, we can, we can borrow a little, little bit to like Correct. get us by for groceries and like feeding Correct. these kids. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's um, it was it was insane. Uh, it was very, insane. Very grateful that uh, that we're not there currently. Me um, too. Well, that's a great point you bring up. So <laughs> one thing I, I do like tell friends and I, so at this point, like I do, I, I think what friends come to me the most is a little bit more of like the finance part and not that I'm doing extraordinarily well. I think right. I, just, I love it. I dive, I dove into it a decade ago and I absolutely yeah. adore it. Have you read the book uh, profit first? Yes. Okay, great. Great. So you're, you great understand book. that the mentality. Oh, so yeah. there's a, I was doing that in the spreadsheets years ago. And like, I would have all these different bank accounts and it's very cumbersome. And he put that book out who that guy's a wonderful, by the way, yes. I actually tweeted him. And then he, he sent me a video message, like a personal video <laughs> message to be like, thank you. Like, that's how wonderful that human is. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've communicated via email a few times since, cause I had a few questions about his, the way he has, has everything set up, but there's a program called catch and that's C A T C H dot co catch.co. Okay. And what they, what they do is it's a, you know, a, you know, hundred million dollar insured bank and they work the same way profit first does. So let's say I get a, uh, I have an account. So then I have 10 buckets and one's for taxes and it's pulling X amount of percent per, right. And so like, you know, sales taxes in there, uh, 1% for, you know, babies coming, uh, 2% mm-hmm. for, uh, COVID relief, you know, all these things. So let's Hmm. say it's pulling out 38%. Every single check that comes in, it monitors your bank account and and it's an app and it just comes up and says, Hey, would you like to, is this an income? You click yes. And it'll ask you how many percent you want to give. And so it dumps it all into these bank accounts. Right. And they're, they're easily accessible. So when I want to pay sales tax, I, instead of having all these different bank accounts on chase, I just go to my catch, I transfer it and then I pay my sales tax. Right. Yeah. Okay. But that automation 
I, I showed several friends that pre-COVID uh, about a mm-hmm. year and a half ago, and a lot of them have continued to like praise the fact that how 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 much it saved them because it's an out of sight, out of mind savings. Yeah. Right. You're not having to worry about your taxes because it's there. It's and yeah. it's not a, it's not you have to click three times, so it's not easily accessible in the sense of you can't just spend it on your debit card. Right. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. Huh. But yeah, that's my that's my like uh, my app that I okay. absolutely adore and I tell everybody about. And that's the catch app. Yeah. Okay. Sounds sounds like catch up. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Wow. I like that. Yeah. Cause it is, it's a lot having all the different accounts mm-hmm. and then being like, okay, yeah, this one is for new equipment. This one is for year in taxes. This one. Yep. Yeah. And it like, does it for is, you. this is the payroll one. Okay. Okay. Well, cool. Well, I'm going to download Trust me, that. You're, you're, you're <laughs> going to text me in about three months and be like, holy cow. Yeah. Like it, it was to the point where I was like, can I create this app myself? And obviously I can't. Right. And yeah. then, and then I just got hit with an ad one day about a year uh. and a half ago. And I was, I was a beta tester for them. Nice. And I was like, this is wonderful. Like my yeah. wife is on it and she loves it. Um, she'll get mad sometimes. She'll be like, Oh, it's taking, it makes me feel poor. Um, right. Yeah. But, but at the end of the year, when we're ready to pay taxes, you know, we have, we have everything available. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, due to how it's self-employment, we usually have enough deductions where we don't have to use all of that money. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. So it becomes a, a nice little savings account for us or like end of the year, what are we going to do with this? Or we're going to throw it towards a mortgage or just mm-hmm. towards next year taxes. So, yeah. 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 That's nice. Yeah. That's what, what I ended up doing with my, my little, uh, tiny nest egg that was left mm-hmm. over from, you know, deductions and all that from 2019. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. last year I was like, all right, cool. Well, this is how we're going to get by. Um, yep. Thankfully I didn't go out and buy that whole new system. Cause I was looking at like moving to Sony and everything. And, yeah. uh, and I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'm just going to stick with my Nikon. We're good. That's awesome. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. I don't usually talk gear on here, but what do you, what do you shoot? I don't remember. I remember. On Nikon. Okay. I thought, yeah. I thought so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I shot an icon yeah. film and then like a FE. And so mm-hmm. I just kind of naturally transitioned to that. So I think I'm a, uh, Oh, Oh yeah. That's got my, yeah, got my the, FE I right that here. One in, yeah. I had that one in the black one. Nice. Um, and then, uh, I'm Z six two and then seven fifty eight fifty. Okay. And then I'll shoot, cool. I'll shoot a little Fuji XT four, like around the house. And I shoot yeah. I do shoot it at weddings lately because the colors on the XT four, like, the, the nighttime colors like the ambient are just so gorgeous because they're so flat mm, um mm-hmm. and so for me you know if you're working with like this wedding i did last weekend was just like absolutely insane um this is guy named nathan out of dallas called bro designs okay have you seen him oh my like one of the most talented people so. yeah he's decor flowers um I, I like, saw in your Instagram stories, oh, yeah. I was okay. like, like, like that tunnel of flowers oh, walking into the place. He, I was like, this is ridiculous. The, yeah. When he's on the schedule, I'm like, oh, it's gonna <laughs> be I'm excited, but I also know how intense it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but as just photographers, I mean, it's kind of what I live for that, oh, yeah. you know, if I have a, if I have a client who's hiring him and hiring me to document it, I'm like, I'm doing something right. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. so it's, it's flattering. Um, but like the XT4 is wonderful of like these, you know, I'll keep it right here. So these like low dance mm-hmm. shots, 
all ambient if there's a lot of these beautiful you know different colored lights and things like that it, it just brings in the colors i think a lot richer than the nikon and it focuses okay. so wonderful so yeah yeah i um i i met up with uh phil porto uh yeah. a couple months ago we were both in new york for photo shoots and we met up for some ramen and it was great and uh and he had his uh xt3 mm-hmm. and was just like you know, I was like, I've, I've been looking at Fuji. I, you know, have yeah. heard great things, you know, from him, from Ben Hartley. And, uh, and then he just let me play around with it as we were just like walking the streets in New York. And I was like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I really like yeah. it. I like that. It's small, like a yeah. film camera. Um, Correct. cause like started, like whenever I got into photography, I wanted the biggest, like 70 to yeah. 200 lens yeah. i wanted the big old body and like the extra battery pack side grip and everything to look like a professional um and now i want like the smallest little camera to just not be noticed and to get yeah. those candid moments to where people don't see a giant lens walk into a room but Correct. they're just like oh it's a person and then you can get right. those candid moments uh, so i'm I'm liking, I'm liking the Fuji. I'm probably going to get an X-T3 or X-T4 here in the next few months or so, um, especially for like family stuff. Most of what I shoot are family, uh, just like at the park or at whatever yeah. is mostly on film. Um, I have that Nikon FE and then I have a yeah. Minolta XM something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it was it was a camera that I had in college whenever I took a film photography class and learned how to mm-hmm. develop everything in the black room or dark room. And, uh, so I do a lot of film for our family, uh, That's which awesome. is fun. Uh, cause it's, really it's also, fun. also little and small. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to talk to you about this, um, at, at some point because I'm very interested in it and I've been seeing, you've been sharing about it a lot lately, the studio pod. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me like what, what exactly it is? Yeah. It looks very interesting. I'm, I'm very, yeah. very interested. In yeah. It. Yeah. No, I'm deep into it right now. So, so what StudioPod is basically an automated headshot device. So just think about, um, you know, when it comes to corporate headshots, business headshots, uh, mm-hmm. completely autonomous. So what we built is kind of the software and the system and the hardware behind as a, company uh let's say uh we actually dell is a is a client of ours now which was pretty pretty incredible for us that's cool startup. right yeah, yeah so you walk up you you literally would let's say you have a uh, marketing director um and she has 100 headshots she needs to do she can use our system to send out these invites um and basically you get an invite tells you where to show up you show up you spend about 10 15 minutes you walk into this pod and based on the branding or, you know, various things, the software will automatically choose the lighting. We have about uh, 22 different lighting conditions that we can provide That's with cool. the, the lighting setup we have. And it's all automated. So you walk in, you log in, it'll, it'll literally give you about 15 tries that you can kind of go through yourself. It's almost a, it's a selfie machine with studio quality lighting. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and so we we have a brick and mortar location. We launched in January of 2020, pre-COVID. It's a great time. Uh, great time to launch. It was, a, it was a great time. <laughs> it was a good time for us to get right back into the software and pivot a bit. Yes. Um, yeah. So we were pretty pumped. Uh, no, you know, it was kind of amazing. So we generally, at the beginning of it, the idea was, 
Oh, there's nobody. You, you talked about Sears earlier. And if I want to go and zoom out a bit, I think about yeah. there's if I if I'm traveling from New York to Houston and I need a headshot, I don't know how to do that. Right. Right. Yeah. And so my our, our idea was, you know, there's something out there becomes so affordable. You know, the, the, the cost is fifty dollars for a headshot and ten dollars for retouching. Right. But the cost is so affordable that like, why wouldn't you have this? Right. At least for your LinkedIn photo, for your Facebook photo, for a press release. A lot of our clients will come in and do a headshot on white, but then they're they got promoted, so they want to come in and do another one. And because the cost is not one ninety five, which is about where I charge for a headshot, mm-hmm. um, they can easily do it in the span of fifteen minutes on their lunch break. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so onboarding these 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 large corporations it you know some of these corporations will pay full-time employees 50 to a hundred thousand dollars for uh, you know for basically to go around and to shoot headshots yeah um and so we're trying to provide a better solution for that something that's more consistent um more accessible um and and really just kind of give people the ability to look good and feel good you know and so yeah. That's yeah. my pitch. <laughs> I, I like I like it. And it, it kind of takes yeah. away that um the awkwardness of standing in front of a photographer with yeah. a camera. Yeah. And like, yeah. what are they gonna think about me? Like, can they 100%. tell that I'm sucking in my gut? And like yeah. all that, but it's like it's almost like the feel of going into like a photo booth at a mall 100%. or something where it's just like, yeah, I don't know if you'll have curtains or anything, but just like closing the curtain, you're yeah. just in the room by yourself, you're doing all the you know, setting up the lighting, whatever. And there's no awkwardness. Like if you, if you make a weird face, it's like, okay, cool. Let me just redo this one. Just retake it. Yeah. And you're not like, oh man, they saw that I made that weird face or they saw that I blinked and now I'm self-conscious and I'm trying to keep my eyes open and it's not looking good now. Um, I like that. That's, that's really cool. I'm, I'm excited for for y'all and uh, very excited that you got Dell and that like things I know whenever I had first seen you post about that, I was like, Oh, that's really cool. And then you were like, Hey, we got this. Hey, we just yeah. got this. Like, uh, yeah. uh, whatever uh, y'all were, um, yeah, we don't start like, contests and yeah, yeah the, we're in the, the startup contest for a yeah. few of them. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's been fun. It's been really exciting. It's a, it's a new idea, right? It's very innovative. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the idea is how do we get people do not think it's a photo booth because it's not. I mean, the quality behind it right. is absolutely remarkable. I consistently probably couldn't go to a site and recreate something this good on a consistent level every single time. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. it's dialed in with software. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's so, it's so restrictive in its capability of like, this is its job and the software is going to tell it to take these photographs. Um, and you, and you get to control it. Like you said, I think the big thing, that we found that's been really exciting. And we were kind of worried of like, are people going to feel comfortable? And right. yeah, it's just remarkable. The women who come in and are like, number one, uh, there's no one there judging me. I can do it at my leisure. Mm-hmm. Um, they just feel they, you know, most people take selfies today and they know when they look their best, right? right. They know their angles and yeah we're just taking advantage of that. And the guys come in and they're like, Oh, you, I only did it for six minutes. Meaning like it's fast. It's easy. I got what I uh-huh. need. Uh-huh. So it's like, we're, we're able to kind of cure both, you know, uh, both issues there, which has been exciting for us. And, you know, we're going to continue to innovate. We're, you know, we have presets and little things we're adding. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but now it's just about, you know, it's onboarding and scaling and, um, seeing how we can, we can take this all, all across the nation, which is a big yeah. endeavor to say the least. That was exciting. <laughs> so yeah, it's nice. a real startup though. I'll tell you that. So, oh yeah, um, it's intense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, you know, on the ground, uh, still getting everything growing right now, for sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, that's awesome. Okay, so before, yeah, you, before, yeah absolutely, yeah. Um, before we kind of, like, wrap everything up, I, I want to go back to photographing people, which I guess Studio Pod was yeah. also photographing people. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I really love about, about your, your photos is the way that you use motion and mm-hmm. that, like, it brings almost like more emotion into the photo and kind of like brings you uh, into the scene a little bit more. Is there something that like draws you into movement and, and capturing movement? Uh, Cause like I, I took your uh, at the creative conference yeah. a couple of years ago, yeah. I, I took your uh, styled shoot workshop, whatever it was called. Yeah. And and like the thing, one of the things that I was just like, oh, wait, what was you were like, oh, yeah, I'm like uh, shooting handheld at one thirtieth of a second. I was like, yeah, no one has ever been like, oh, yeah, this change it down to like one thirtieth. And some yeah. of the photos that I got from that day are like some of my favorites that I took that whole mm-hmm. week because of that movement. And like the, you know, the uh, the bride with the her hands, dress and the just dress. the hands. Yeah. 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 What what draws you in for that? Oh man. Yeah. I, I think the love for cinema, you know, that's always mm. kind of what drove my work. Um, mm-hmm. I, it actually started with a project I did. Um, I was doing a kind of a personal project. Uh, my wife and I drove from, we went to WPPI actually and drove from Vegas to Houston. So stopped in Marfa and did all this. And, mm-hmm. um, I had a buddy that let me borrow one of those Hasselblads as those medium format digitals back in the day. This oh, is like yeah. 2013. And I did this kind of landscape, uh, basically abstract kind of vibe to it where I was shooting sunrises and sunsets. Uh, and I don't know, I think I just, I just loved it so much because you couldn't, there's a mystery there of like, what is this? Where is this? What's going on? Uh Um, and I could kind of make it my own and every photo was different depending on how I moved the camera. Yeah. And so you're almost like you have a setting, but then you, your body is almost creating the art, hmm. which is kind of interesting to think about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're almost like, I mean, do you think about light painters, which I, you know, I did that back in the day, but I would never, yeah. it never, I never was drawn to it, but with the motion, you're you, you can kind of create what it looks like almost as a painter. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the, if you go down, if you go left, you go up, depending on what your shutter speed is, if I want squiggles, I can do it fast. If I want up and down, I can kind of drive the eye from left to right to the subject. Right. Yeah. And so I think huh. that, that project I did a, you know, I kind of had a show for that was I started going, why am I not doing this at weddings? And so I started doing it slowly, slowly. And then any, like anything became a personal thing where I would just go, no matter what, I'm getting a photograph of this today. Yeah. Like this project, I would like, I did a thing yearly where, I'd bring a new project into the wedding day. So if it was like at the beginning and it was on black, meaning like I would bring a big V flat mm-hmm. um, and I would just find a hotel room. Cause that's all I was probably shooting then. And I would just set it up near a window and no matter what I brought the client there and I shot a photo on black, like no matter what they wanted, I did it. Yeah. Um, that was like your photo. Year, yeah. 
that was my thing. And it's uh-huh. called, I literally, I just called it on black. Um, very, very simple person. Uh, <laughs> the next year was on white. Literally. I, I think I was, uh, there was a, the American West, which is a, oh, I'm forgetting his name, but everybody will know who it is. Anyway, so he went around the American West and shot um, a lot of these cowboys on white and a lot of these these ranchers. So I did that, and then the motion thing came, and so I just all year I just made sure I'd get I'd get my safe shots. I'd be really you know I'd be comfortable with where I was at, and I was like, let's mm. play a little bit. Um, That's cool. But because of that, I think it kind of drew into and, and you were there. You need them to act to give you motion, right? right? So it yeah. started it started that like, not just look at me. It was like, why don't you guys dance together? What's your, you know, a little thing I'll do is to be like, what's your, what are you guys singing for you? What are you doing for your first dance? And then they tell me, I'll put it on my Spotify and I'll put it in the groom's pocket and I'll let them dance their first dance, you know? So I try to not make it a theater thing of like, I want you to have a moment and just now let me get my photographs while you have that moment. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, and I'm with you. It's like, it's usually my favorite photos I take of the day. If I, if I nail it, I don't always know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you said about like shooting through that moment instead of Mm -hmm. like forcing a moment. Yeah. Um, Cause that like, it makes it authentic. I mean, to use that word again, but, uh, like it, it really is. Uh, and and they'll they'll feel that when they're looking back at the photos too, that yeah. They'll feel that authenticity and like, oh yeah, like we were just dancing to our first dance song, and it and wasn't a like, hey, why don't y'all do like a little twirl or something correct. up on the hill and and they're just doing that like seventeen times in a row, and then you're getting all the shots, but they're lost in the moment, just dancing with the music in his pocket, and then they have no idea what you're doing. And hundred percent. I mean, I think I've always thought about it of like our job not to like force moments in Mm. my opinion, but Mm. I will definitely set moments up. Meaning like if things just, maybe there's like, if I, you know, I put the dress in a certain place and, and maybe my bride doesn't go look at the dress. I mean, I'll be like, Hey, is there something on the dress? You know, Uh so I'm, I'm not going to go tell her to go look at it, but I'm going to ask, I'm going to try to initiate her actions. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But if it does, I'm like, Oh, well, that was, that was still a natural moment per se, at least in my opinion. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Even if it is guided and like, yeah, is there, is, is there a cricket on your dress? What? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and it works because it gets people out of their own mind and mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like they don't feel like you're telling them what to do. Right. Cause I've definitely like, hung a dress somewhere and then told the bride like hey can you go like get your dress down from there yep. and they'll go yep. walk up and like look at the camera and yep. I'm like that's not what I was wanting that's Let's, not what I want can we redo yeah. this but yeah, yeah. like kind of making that moment uh without letting them know hey this is Correct. this is a moment I'm trying to get uh yeah which is which is just like a fun game that you can play it is uh it throughout is. the day uh Awesome. Okay. I love that. Um, before the end of the show, which I, I can't believe we've already been talking for almost an hour. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but I want to be respectful of your time. Um, before we get to the end where like people can follow you and, and Instagram and all that good stuff, there's a part of the show that I like to do. Um, just talking about what we're loving this week and it could be like a movie, a book, uh, 
TV show, new food, um, could be the weather. We're having like pretty nice weather in Texas recently. Um, but is there anything that you're loving this week? Uh, have you heard of the show? Why the last man, like chromosome? Why? Yes. I've heard of it and I have been told that I should watch it. It's good. It's really fascinating. Okay. It's really cool. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of like if you like sci-fi stuff, it's a good, it's a good I little do. thought experiment. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's well enough made, you know, okay. it's not, uh, it could be probably shot what better in a more cinematic way. Right. Um, but I think the, the story hasn't been told yet, which is really cool. And it's hard okay. to find. Yes. Um, Those original stories are always my favorite. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's cool how they maneuver through this. Uh, but that, and, I don't know if you're a, as an artist, I'm kind of drawn to these more now, Mm -hmm. but the whole NFT world, have you dove into that world at all? I, I'm, I'm dipping my feet in. I have not, I not dove in yet. Um, but yeah, I've like, I I listened to all the like Gary V's podcast and like he talks about NFTs all the time. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in it and like the, I don't know, cryptocurrency and, wallets and like all that kind of online type stuff, um, which I do see that we're, we're shifting in that direction. Um, and this is something that's not just going to be like kind of what everyone thought Bitcoin was going to be like 10 years ago. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I like to remove the two if if for, because I think uh, the crypto thing has such a negative connotation still, which is uh unfortunate. Yeah, but I, I kind of see them differently. I know that they're they're built on the same network per se, but right. as an artist, I was explaining to a friend this weekend who, who's who's a wonderful artist and doesn't quite get it yet. Um, but the idea of like being able to create art and being sold, being able to get a percentage of that in perpetuity if it's yeah. resold, like so, if I create a piece of if I create a photograph and I make it an NFT, um, every single time it gets sold until like until my kids die and their kids die mm-hmm. i get 10 percent of that sell yeah which is a wild idea to right. put back into the hands of the artist that i it's almost like it's mailbox money right, right? and if we think if we think about passive income uh-huh. as an artist is there other ways for us to get passive income right yeah we're always looking for i'm always looking for yeah. like passive income and like i've yeah. been working on like a course and stuff to put online and like this will be passive income. Um, yeah. but yeah, I like that. Like the mailbox money, like, uh, you think of like, uh, like Marvel, um, mm-hmm. the, the actors that, that play on like, like, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Like signed a deal yeah. where he gets a percentage of everything and he's Correct. just getting that mailbox money. And you don't yeah. really think about that for anything else. Um, no. so I like that with NFTs. I hadn't really thought about it that way. Uh, that's why it's that's why people at least the the artists that have have drawn to it so much because it's given the power back to the artist yeah right and you know yeah. if, you, if you have someone like banksy or you know i know maybe Banksy's is not the best example but even warhol <laughs> like when he would sell his paintings it was sold right it was sold again warhol didn't get a percentage of that painting no right and so now you have this new generation and the photograph world hasn't really popped off yet it's it's definitely still definitely still like at the bottom of the totem pole, which I think is a good thing, you know, getting into it. Right. It's a good yeah. time. Um, and you, there's enough, there's enough platforms out there. You really don't have to understand what's going on. Meaning mm-hmm. in the, I, the crypto world, you don't need to understand it in my opinion, but 
I think it's just a, it's a, it's a good way to, uh, find other ways to monetize your work. Nice. You know? So okay. yeah, something definitely, definitely look into it. Mostly hmm. with your, your tech, your tech background. I think it'll come a little bit more comfortable to you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. I've been, like I said, kind of dipping my toes into NFTs and like, it's been on the outskirts, like things that I want to yeah. get into and learn a little bit yeah. more. Um, but that whole like kind of perpetuity, just mailbox money, uh, idea, that's, that's something that is very interesting to me. Um, and, and I love that it, like you said, gives the power back to the artist where, mm-hmm. you know, just like with a, with a oil painting, if it would be like, if that sold and then that person like sold it in five years, the original artist would get just a check in the mail be like, Hey, this was sold again. Uh, so yeah. here, here's your money. And it's fascinating. You know, it's yeah, probably so. going to go up in value as well. Um, as things are going and that's going to be even more, could be more than the entire sale of the first NFT. Um, so yeah, very interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to have to look into all that. Uh, that's that's all, all stuff that I'm, I'm very interested in. Okay, cool. Um, awesome. Okay. Let's see. What am I loving this week? Um, Oh, I just finished the, the show. Uh, no one's really talking about this show. It's called Squid Game. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, all over the place right now. Um, I I don't typically like to watch um, shows that are in a different language because I have to like sit yeah. there and and actually yeah. read, um, which I love. Like if if I am watching a movie, like subtitles are on. If I'm like sitting and watching, but usually TV shows I'm watching while I'm doing the dishes or, or editing or whatever or editing. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, so I didn't, didn't really want to get into it cause I knew I would have to like focus and I couldn't multitask. Um, but it has been really good. I think it took me probably like two weeks to go through the whole thing, just like 20 minute mm-hmm. little deals here and there. And it was, I thought it was really well done. Um, mm-hmm. very interesting story. Like the, the trailer for squid game just looked like, um, I don't know, like a video game or like a hunger games style mm-hmm. show where it's just like, we're going to be in this arena the entire time. And mm-hmm. I wasn't too interested in that. Um, but like the, almost the entire first episode is like following, I don't even know his name Four fifty six. Um, just yeah. following, yeah. following him and like his, his family and like his daughter and mother and all of that, like what his daily life looks like. And then it gets into the game and like, there's for sure a bunch of, you know, uh, socioeconomic class, uh, not really undertones, uh, either. It's just like no, very straight blatant. up. Yeah. Very blatant. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's something kind of like Black Mirror that, uh, like the show Black Mirror, where it's, it's not too far off from reality. Um, you're like, yeah, I could see us getting there. If, if, well, Black if Mirror keep... now is, is all came true. Most I know, <laughs> I know. It's, it's so, so crazy, uh, which I love that show. And I occasionally will go back through and, and watch, watch some of those. I'm ready for, for season six, whenever they, I have, I have friends that can't watch it because it's too creepy because it's too close to home. That's, that's no, my no, wife. No, 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 no. Like they, 
They yep. want to avoid the way it's almost avoiding reality of like, uh-huh. ah, this is possible. You know, it's just, um, I think, yeah, I, yeah, my wife is probably the same where if you, you grow up and there's still a, a way of like, the world is this way. I'm like, no, it could go this way real quick, real uh-huh. quick on us. So, uh huh. Uh-huh. fascinating. That's a great, and Squid Games is wonderful. I think the character building in it's really amazing. So um, good. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the the blatant social, you know, economic part, which I think is a little avoided at times, but the way they made it into this violent, beautiful story, you know, right. is like, yeah. oh, how far are they willing to go? And yeah. Like, oh shit. Yeah. And <laughs> they and, are. and like how they weren't all like forced to do it either, because it seemed yeah. like they were forced into, Correct. you know, fighting against each other and competing, but. Uh, it's not really a spoiler, but it's like second episode. Yeah. Like they yeah. choose to to go there. They they yeah. see where their life is, and they're like, "I'm gonna go," and yeah. like this is this is an act of choice. Uh, and they even talk about that later on in the episodes, how uh, the whole thing. Like, yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um, I would recommend watching it. I didn't do the dubbed version, which I love hearing other. Uh, other uh languages like i watched mm-hmm. dark uh which is a a german yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah like science yeah. fiction deal and i watched that in german and i was just like i did too this yeah. is this is very good uh, it's intense no how many times did you intense. google uh how much wine is what to usd because i know yeah. i had it up on my screen uh, yeah <laughs> I'm like, how much money is this right like, yeah yeah because like you like bought a piece of pie or something it was like 10,000 won and I was like yeah oh wait, well then how much is 46 billion like I don't know yeah <laughs> I don't know yeah, is this was, a lot of money is this worth Correct. it, it was, um, like yeah are you killing how much are you killing this person for like yeah. you need to know yeah um, $52 interesting okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah okay cool well Joseph thanks so much this has been thank you man this has been great I've, I've really enjoyed our conversation and uh, we'll definitely uh, take you up on that coffee or beer or both uh, next time I'm in the area um, where can people find you where can they follow along um, yeah see your photos all that uh, Instagram, Joseph West, um, and then the studio pod. So Instagram also, and then our Airbnb in Marfa is called the Juniper moon house. Juniper um, moon. so okay. it's, yeah, the Juniper moon house. So it's a little cute little place out there. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Follow along. I don't okay. really post as much as I should, but I'm going to get better at that. I promise. Cool. Cool. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, cool. Yeah. And I'll have links to all that in, uh, in the show notes as well. Cool. Um, for everyone to uh to go follow along but awesome, yeah man. well cool well thanks so much this has been great yeah text me when you're in town bud i will i will all right, all right. See, I'll see you later bye y'all how great was that conversation with joseph i just love his outlook on continually growing and becoming better um, a better photographer a better business person uh just a better person in general um it was it was so good. Um, as always, you can find all the things in today's show notes at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 86, um, including Joseph's Airbnb out in West Texas and more information on his studio pod. You can join us for the next live podcast and ask your questions in the Facebook group by searching for the Light and Dark Photography podcast group 
on Facebook. All the ads in today's episode were partnerships. All the ads in today's episode are affiliate partnerships. Oh, that's very long. Okay. All the ads in today's episode are a partner. <laughs> I cannot say this. Okay. All the ads in today's episode are affiliate partnerships, which means that we get a few dollars when you check them out. It's a great way to receive a good deal and to support this podcast. This episode was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme song is by the talented John Isaac. You can follow the show on Instagram at lightdarkco. Joseph is at Joseph West. And you can find me at All Heart Photo. If you enjoyed today's episode, give us a screenshot, or I guess take a screenshot, share it with us. I would love to see, love to hear what you get got out of today's conversation. Um, also, I would love to connect with you. Until next week, I'll see you in the Facebook group. I'll see you in the DMs. I'll see you not at the post office. Bye, guys. Bye.